Good morning and welcome to Conversations in Economic Central. Good morning, Mrs. Good Bob. morning, DJ. Now, DJ, you? we're actually here not to discuss economics. Oh, no. Which I know, I know, shock. I know. Shock horror. Yes. We're going to discuss civics. Civics. Which, as an economist, year 10, is that right? yes, it is. But as Hello, an economist, year 10. you'll know that these politicians wreak havoc oh, in the economy. Do. They do. Don't they just? Yes. yes. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about... Hang our, all the lawyers. Yeah. Well, hang yes, all the they get rid of them. Yeah. So we're going to talk about year 10 civics because actually we need to understand the system of government and how it all yeah, works. Yeah, it's, it's actually important. very important. Whether or not you're going on to study politics, yes. uh, you know, it's a good life it knowledge, is. isn't it? Definitely. It, absolutely, mm. because you need to understand the system that we are all living within. Exactly. Now, we're doing a short answer test this week, DJ, okay, good. and we've got five questions. Yep. And we need to know about the system of government. Yes. The bicameral... System. Uh, system that we have yes the division of powers mm. not to be mixed up with the separation of powers mm. the high court threats to democracy okay now so what i'm going to talk about first is our system of government okay now i say to students dj and you can correct me here if i'm wrong no, i'll do my best <laughs> it's it's that... studied this, so no no do. you're my political expert oh. and legal expert we'll, we'll try yes uh, so i always say to them they need to think of democracy having different characteristics Yes. Because you can have different types of different democracy. Different types of democracy, absolutely. Yes. Yep. So I say something that we should think of ours as being three different things. Okay, tell A me. liberal democracy. Yes. A constitutional monarchy. Yes. And a representative democracy. Those are good. So, I yes. like them too. Would, Those yes. Terms, yes. Would you like to explain briefly these three things? What are they, DJ? All right, we'll do our best. Yes. Okay, so the liberal democracy yes. part is very important. It so is incredibly important. Obviously, the, the, the democracy part yes. has to do with uh, the fact that we are, you know, that we are, we are voting yes. for our, our politicians yeah. and such. But the liberal aspect is the fact that we have rights and freedoms we that are do. protected. Uh, yes. and, and there's different ways of protection, but yes. for us, the, the big one, of course, is within our constitution. Indeed. We have rights and freedoms yes. embedded within our constitution and within our system. Yes. So that is important. It is. Is that okay? Yes, it is. Now, okay. what about a constitutional monarchy? Okay, so uh, const uh, a monarchy, again, could come in separate uh, different can. types. So it you can. could have an absolute yes. monarchy, like in the medieval yeah. period with a... Yep. You know, the queen or king could chop yep. your head off and all With that sort of stuff. At the bottom. Exactly. But we have a constitutional monarchy. So our constitution sets up the monarchy and effectively, you know, sets up the monarch as the head of, of state and the constitution limits the powers. So yes. the monarch is, is not can't just chop our heads off. No. The monarch is has his powers are prescribed right. or limited yes. by the constitution. And we have somebody that stands in for the monarch. Yeah, exactly. So we have our governor general yes. is our is effectively David our Hurley. yes, is right. our is our um representative. So it's basically our, our head of state is is the is the king, King Charles. Um but uh he appoints the governor general to to represent, to him. represent him in Australia. But if King Charles steps foot on Australian soil, yes. he is the head of state. He is, is he indeed. Not? Yes, yes, yes. So, okay. and then the, I do believe the "God Save the King" becomes our national anthem. Does while it really? he's here. No, yes, I didn't know. That's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Mm. Right now, the third thing, the representative democracy. What is that, DJ? Uh, so instead of having a um, oh, what's the word direct, so direct, that's direct the one. Democracy. So the a direct democracy, like say the ancient Athenians. Yes. If anyone's studying ancient history, with yes, one of the there's teachers. a few. Shout out to Ed Blycher. Uh, there you go. Uh, fascinating stuff. Yeah, but but effectively, the in you know in uh, in ancient Greece or ancient Athens, yeah. the uh, citizens and there weren't many of them. No, uh, the basically the ri basically rich, rich men 
uh, would vote on every law. Yeah. Uh, but of course, that would just not make sense yeah. in, a, in a country where there's 20, 26 yes. million people or whatever. We'd spend our whole days voting. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that would be tedious. Uh, so <laughs> we uh, basically elect our representative to represent us in Parliament. Yeah, yes. Okay, and we'll talk about the different we're, representatives we're that we have. Yes, yes. yes. how's that? Very good. Right, now okay. let, that brings us nicely on to our bicameral. Yes. Parliament. Okay. Now, what is a bicameral parliament? Well, right? me, uh, loosely meaning there are two, two houses. houses in our parliament. Yes. Uh, this. And we'll talk about we'll do this in the context of federal federal government. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so this system, of course, was adopted from uh, the United Kingdom, yes. where you have the House of Commons and the House of Lords. We do. Uh, we've brought that system to Australia. Yes. So we have our lower house yes. is the House of Representatives. Indeed. So it's effectively the house of our government. Yes. It, it's where you know our government resides or where if you want to basically be the government, you yes. need to control that house. Yes. And then the house, the the other house, the upper house is the Senate. Yes. And the Senate uh, is is the House of the States. That is correct. It is. Yeah. So it's effectively set up to basically protect the state. So you use the word federal. Yes. A federal system is where effectively you know there's different uh, entities joining together, and then you'll have a central government. So what I'm talking about there is we have our states. So yes. We have our six states. And then, of course, over, over above them is the is the federal government. The Sometimes government. there's the Commonwealth government. Yes, exactly. yes. Now, within the House of Representatives, how many MPs are there? We have House of Representatives. We have yes. 151 we, yes, we uh, members yes. of the House. Uh, do you want me to go into their election at all? Or? Um, we could uh, briefly. Yes. Just briefly. So um, e these people are elected based on they come from separate electorates. Yes. So, like, we are in the electorate of Curtin. Yeah. Uh, and so you, when you vote, you're voting for who's going to represent yeah. you from your little. And electorate. they're roughly all the same size in terms of number of people. Yeah, aren't they? that's about that's, 100,000. Yeah, right? something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Okay, what so 151. Yeah. And they're voted in using preferential voting. That's right. And uh, they're voted in for three years. Uh, they are. That's yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. And there's a speaker who's in charge of the house. That's right. So there's the speaker. Uh, yeah, basically runs the the. The standing yes. orders for the day, or how how the house sits, basically yeah. in the day, um, and then the way our party system works is that the the party that gets the most seats is the one that can form government, that can yes. control that house. So they basically the ones who then elect the speaker and all yeah, that sort of stuff. So things. at the moment, we have the the federal Labor Party is, is has the most seats. seats. Yes. Yeah. Now, then we've got the Senate. Now, mm. they, they've, is it 12 senators per state? That is correct. So, there's 76 members, yes. 12 per state. Yes. So, that's six times 12. And then two from the two territories. Yes. Uh, from the Northern Territory. And they are and elected ACT. for six years, are they not? Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, the senators are elected for six years. Senators from the states are elected yes. for six years. Um, but the territories are every three years. Yes. They're just slightly different. Rules. So for the state senators, every three years, half of them change. That is correct. So and six, we use six, a yeah. proportional voting. We do, which is very complex. It is. But yes. I'll try to keep it very simple if you like. Yes. Uh, basically, you have to hit a, a, to get a get a Senate seat, you need to hit a certain percentage of the votes. Yes. So one of these sort of every three-year half, what we call a half Senate election, they need to get about 14% of the state's votes to get, it. to get a seat. So so the way it works is we normally, normally three of the six states yeah. will go to one party, like Liberal or Labor. Yeah. Another two will go to the other party. And then the six tends to go to like a minor party, like the Greens, mm. or that's why you, that's why in the Senate you'll have people like the Greens, or yes. you have Pauline Hanson, yes, or who Jackie represent Lee a whole raft of different things. Yeah. Now, one of the key role of this Senate 
is mm. to check the, the yeah. House. So instead of being the House of Government, it's it's more like the House of Review. So right. it's, it's the House I of like the States, the House of Review. So mm. the idea is that the government is meant to introduce the laws in the House of Reps. And of course, because they control yeah. House reps, they it passes through on a nod and a wink, yes. and they get through very easy. But then it's the Senate's job to really scrutinise those laws, yes. to really analyse. So, for instance, as I've given you a recent example, the government is really keen on what we call industrial relations. So, yes, so changing uh, the way we're employed by employers mm. and controlling that. So, they've introduced very complex legislation mm. that they're trying to ram through. The Senate has said, hang on a minute, That's this is very complex, we need more time. Right. So they've delayed it for something like three, four, five months to actually properly analyse, scrutinise, sure review. And it's actually and good then, legislation. Exactly. Yeah. And they can propose, so the Senate can do a couple of things. They can pass the laws as, yep. the, as they come through and just, just say, yep. yep, we're happy with yep. them. They can reject them outright and yep. say, we don't like these laws at all, we're yep. going to block them. Or they can actually uh, make amendments. So they can go, oh, right. we sort of like this law, we're going to change it a little yep. bit. And then that amended law will then go back to the yeah. House of Reps, and then they yeah, vote on. yeah, and usually there's a bit of horse trading, a bit yeah, of wheeling yes, and de- dealing, yes. and then they they sort of thrash out what what yeah. everyone's happy. Well, but it is an essential with. part of our democracy to make sure that things are properly checked. That's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, we we've se- as we've seen in WA, what happens because yes. WA is also a bicameral system, it is. but because of um, you know the the COVID election mm. when Labor were, right. were very popular, McGowan was popular, yeah. the Upper House and the Lower House are both controlled by Labor. Yes. And so they passed through some very con- um, controversial laws. Yes, indeed. They weren't properly scrutinized. Yep. The big one, of course, was the Heritage indeed. Law, which was very unpopular. Yep. And they ended up having to go repeal back it. and repeal yep. it because it was just so, it was and so actually, controversial. Regardless of your political views, yep. if you believe in democracy, yeah. th- having this check and measure is actually exactly. essential very important. to a democratic process. And, and, and that's, that's where representative democracy comes in. Yes, is indeed. That you want your representatives to, to, to do the best Absolutely. for you. And they should be out there selling these yeah, laws, selling right. their proposals yeah, yeah. to you at, yeah. at the election. Absolutely. And that, that's why you vote for them. Yeah, give them a mandate. Yep. Now, that leads us nicely on to our division of powers, DJ. Yes. Now, we've got these three levels of government. Yes. So we're going back to these, this yes. concept of federalism yes. and the federal... Yep structure indeed so we have our again our constitution does a lot yep, of things we've does. already said it, it yeah. sets up some of our rights mm, it sets up the monarch important. the other thing is it sets up is our federation the federal yes. system so within the constitution it sets up the as i said the commonwealth or the federal government yep. it sets up the states yep. and then we also have this third level of government mm. local, local government, government which is not within our constitution but it's, it's basically the yes. states the create states that create it, yes. through legislation. Yes. So the, the 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 constitution sets out most importantly sets out the powers of the Commonwealth or the federal government. Yes. I don't know which one you want me to call it. The it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so for instance, there are some powers that only the Commonwealth can do, which I think are called exclusive powers. They are indeed. So they're exclusively in yes. their permit. And what sorts of things would they? So include, one of the know? main ones is coining money, of right, course. Of so course. it doesn't does make sense since each state has their producing. own money. Yep, absolutely. So that's in there. Yep. Uh, another defense. one is defence, yes. So the Commonwealth is the only one that can raise an army. Migration. Um, migration actually a um, is actually a concurrent power. Is it really? It is. Oh, that's very um, interesting. I'll go on a concurrent yes. if you like. Yes. So under in section fifty one, section yes. fifty one sets out a whole list of what we call concurrent yep. powers, which are shared between the states yep. and the Commonwealth. Yep. And migration is one, or yep. immigration, as it's, I think it's called immigration. It's, 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 called immigration, yeah. uh, it's in section 51. 
there's a, there's a whole lot of other things education. that you wouldn't think. Uh, education is not a concurrent power. No, that's a residual but, power, yeah, exactly. isn't it? It's not listed. There's a whole lot of other things. Banking is in there. Marriage yeah. is in there. Um, what else? Trade is actually mm. a concurrent power. But the way it works, though, is that there is a section. I can't remember the, off the top of my head. Sorry. Yeah. So that's right. Be, but is there a section in the Constitution? There's a section in the Constitution that basically says if the Commonwealth and the state's laws are in conflict, yes. i.e. they both have legislation. They're trying to do something that conflicts each other. Basically, the Commonwealth law will prevail. Overrides. So you, you said immigration is, yes. as, is exclusive. Yes. but. It's actually concurrent, but basically what the, the Commonwealth goes is we're in charge of immigration, right. not yep. the states, yep. and they set up the law that way. So therefore, yeah. yeah. Okay. Ta tax law, income tax law is a you know, bit yep. of economics yes. there. Yes. Income tax or taxation is concurrent. It is, that's correct. But all the way back in 1942 during World War II. Was, that's one of the High Court cases. Exactly. Significant case. Yes, it is. The Uniform yes. Tax Case. Yes, I know all about that well, one. There you go. Yeah. And the Commonwealth basically said, no, we're, we're going to mm. be in charge of income tax, and they mm. kept that power for themselves. Yeah. Which, which makes sense. Yeah, doesn't it make sense? And so the last area is residual, and basically yes. all things, all the other powers, all the other sort of areas that are not mentioned in the constitution, yep. are just are hold held over to the states. Yep. So you can think there's a whole lot of responsibilities the states have. So yep. education, yep. Health, health, law and order, of course, is a big one. Yes. Most of our, our yes. law and order is relying on yes. the states, so they have a whole lot of responsibility, yep. and it's just not put in our constitution, right? Um, but of course. You know, there's a little bit of power sharing there, of course, yeah. because, for instance, there's a there is an education department at the Commonwealth level. Yes. They just basically control the money and they yeah. get the and money then they give states. it to us, and then we decide what we do. With it. Yeah, is that yeah. okay? I'm trying to keep good. it as simple no, as I can. Good. Now let's move on to the separation of powers. Okay, so let's first off, this gets very. I mean, it Year Twelve's confused. This do we have it. this term division of power, yes, and we, we have confused. this term separation yes. of power. Try to think. Division means the level. It's vertical. vertical. I go vertical. Yes, good, yes. good idea. Yes, and, and then separation. Yes. yes, so think of separation as the different sort of arms of yes, the government. Yes, that's right. right? So you're like a branch of, of a tree. A branch, there you go. See? That's another one. Horizontal. Yes. yes. Yeah, well, this is what you were doing in class. Uh, little, yes, yes. The tree grows it, tall yeah. and the branch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, you see, we're very creative. Exactly. Now, this separation of powers is a fundamental feature of a liberal democracy. Exactly, exactly. Way back in the yes. 1700s, good yes. old Montesquieu. Like, we we had a picture of him. Did we you really? Only this Baron week. Yes, and uh, shout out to oh. to Reese. He's even got his quote I'm in his notes. Impressed. Yep, yep. Very shout impressed. out to Reese. So uh, Montesquieu basically said uh, to to create uh, what we now as know as a liberal democracy, yes. you need to separate the powers Indeed. out. You don't want all the powers power corrupts, CJ. Exactly. So if we're going back to the idea of an absolute yes. monarch, absolute monarchs had all the power. They yes. had the executive power, they the did. legislative power, yeah, the judicial power. And that's not good. No, so, not. Uh, you know, way back, I'll just give you a bit more history. Yes, way no, back, I like a bit of history. You know, way back in the, the 1600s, uh, you know, Parliament in the UK mm. rebelled against the king, the, the King Charles they I. They and did. They namesake for our current king. Yes. Uh, and they eventually, you know, fought him in a few different wars and then they eventually chopped his head off. Yes, they did. Um, and then they, you know, years later invited his, his son back to be the king. But when they invited his son back, they were making it they clear, made some pretty clear changes, that didn't they? Yeah. as the king, he's not going to have absolute power, no. right? Okay. And so within our constitution, we set up the three key sort of yes. arms, branches, whatever you call them. Yep. One is um, uh, is the legislative. Yes. I'll, I'll start with that one because yep. it's easiest. So they're the lawmakers. So yep. this is our parliament's key role yep. is to pass the laws, uh, 
and uh, and that's legislative function. Yes. The executive's role is basically to enact those laws, yes. to to bring them into to being to to. So it's enforce. like the running of government. Isn't exactly. It, really? And then the last is the judiciary. Yes. So the judiciary's role is to sort of interpret the laws. Yes. Um, yeah, basically that. So in Australia, our separation of powers is not perfect. It is like not. There's a little right. bit of merging, yes. right? So in particular, our executive and yes. legislature yes. are a little bit are a little bit merged. And Montesquieu knew that all the way back in the 1700s yes. in the UK. Yeah. He said basically the judiciary must be as independent, independent as separate, and that yes. is so important for a little well, bit of democracy. Yes. So for Australia, where we have that little bit of merging is we've already said that our sort of our head of the executive is, is the is mm. the king and the governor yes. general. Um, but we also have the remember I just talked about the government. The yes. government controls the House of Reps. So I'm talking about the Prime Minister yep. and the other ministers, the like ministers the Treasurer and all that. In his or her cabinet. So they yes, yes they effectively wield executive power as yes. well as legislative yes. power so our prime minister is sort of carrying two has two he hats is. basically right. on his he does, yes. so he, he's within parliament trying to pass laws but also he's wielding sort of the executive yes. power yes. and and it's quite a clever system because what it means is basically the king's you know is basically appointing this lackey which i've got again going back a bit of history yes. the king appoints this lackey this minister or prime minister to pass these laws yes. and if the lackey does a dodgy job then they get, get voted of, out get and then get, out, get the next one in so and get someone new in and the, and the king sort of just sits above and yes. lets people get on, get on with it Do basically the for yeah it. but as i said the, the key one the key separation is the judiciary yes. so for australia uh you know our judges are sort of appointed quite independently yes, they, are. they can't be hired and fired no. very easily it's very hard so to get rid of they the can't dodgy judge exactly uh even even with our constitution it sets up things like their pay cannot be adjusted uh by parliament so is basically right? yeah so yeah. basically parliament can't just say to the judge like We're it's a bit pay. complicated but they can't yeah. go you know you you pass the laws we want or you you, or you read it this way or we'll cut yeah. your pay. so it's stopping bribery and corruption exactly yeah. so there's lots of it, it enables lots of checks and measures it does it? To make that's, sure that's a good way to think about check, behavior checks and balances yes. so no one person can be all powerful yes. Uh, you know, ultimately, you could have a very strong prime minister mm. who controls parliament and all that sort of stuff, but the judiciary is going to be hold a big in, check. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is a good thing. Yes, absolutely. Now, that leads us nicely onto the High Court. Oh, well, there you go. Now, the High Court. Yes. What is its purpose? Well, High Court is set up in the Constitution it for is. a start, Chapter I think 3. Section, it's, and it's, I think it might be Section 71. Oh, you are correct. Well done. Yes. Very impressive. Um, yes. So, the uh, first sat in 1903. It did indeed. October 1903. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, <laughs> the fact that the High Court is set up in our constitution, again, means government can't get rid of it, right? Yes. It is always going to be Which there. Which is a good thing. Uh, unless, we, unless Australians voted in a referendum yes. to actually remove the High Court. And indeed, Why would we do that? Well, we wouldn't because they'd have to have a double majority. Which exactly. Which we've recently Never seen happened. is actually very difficult to achieve. Exactly. Yes. So the High Court is there sort of in, in, per, in perpetuity. Yes. Fancy word. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, and, <laughs> and so the High Court's there, and uh, they've got a few roles. So um, one of their main roles is to interpret the Constitution. Yes, they are a constitutional court. Exactly. So um, basically, you know, the Constitution, Australia has what we call a minimalist constitution. Mm. It's not got all the highfalutin language that, that say, the, the US Constitution yeah. has. It's very plain, very simple. And yeah, we quite good. like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's the way it should be. It is. It's but what that, what that means, of course, is that the High Court will go on and interpret mm. its wording. And, of course, things change. So, yeah, for instance, 
Um, for instance, uh, one of the powers of the constitution is around communications. One of the one of the um, concurrent powers yeah. around communications. Well, as we know, I mean that was that was written in the eighteen nineties, and yes. what we understand, I mean back then they were talking about um, you know semaphore and I don't know like. <laughs> telegrams and things yeah, like that. Yeah, because we're now talking and about And now we're the talking internet. about the yeah. internet and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So, of course, it then is up to the High Court to yeah. interpret what that means yeah. and, in to, today's and, context. and to modernise yes. the, or keep, yeah, yes. keep it current, keep, basically. Yeah, exactly, which is um, perfectly And so that makes it very powerful because if, if the High Court interprets the Constitution in a way that the government doesn't like, the only way to reverse that is effectively have a referendum mm, and change the constitution. And as we know, that's that's very, very challenging. So they have that role. Yeah. The High Court also has um, some. Um, uh, it's the court of first instance for a, a yes, few matters, not many. Uh, one of the ones is it's the um, oh, it's a court. It's known as the court of disputed returns, which is a fancy way of saying. When there is an election, yes. right, or even a referendum, for instance, I'll give you a recent example, yes. and something dodgy is seen about yes. that election, the only place the place to appeal it is to the high court. Right. So, uh, one recent example, for instance, was in the recent referendum, the, the ticks and crosses debacle. Do you know yes, that one? Yes, I remember that. So, yes. uh, a tick counted as a yes and a cross counted Did, as a no. Yeah. That had been around for you know ever since the first referendum, yeah. I think. It was appealed because it was seen as a bit odd that 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 was like that. Yeah. Um, but the high court confirmed that that was that was acceptable. A tick that was, was a, a tick was a yes, but a cross was not. Oh, a no, no, a cross didn't count as no. a thing. Yeah. Another one would be in the two thousand and fourteen yeah. election. I think it was um, for the Senate. Uh, the Electoral Commission lost some of the WA Senate. Uh, ballots like right. they just lost them yep uh, as you do as you do and so basically the high court had to rule on that and they ruled Gosh. that uh, actually there's gonna have to be another election for yep. wa right. so we we went back right. to the polls and had another senate election right. because otherwise the vote wouldn't be fair no it would not so there's that and that this... is a fundamental part of our liberal democracy exactly. free fair elections exactly yes uh and so i mean some of the other key roles are highest court of appeal it is so yeah. that's the other other key role is that uh, ultimately, uh, all appeals will go to the High Court. So you could have a, a matter that's a, I don't know, a state matter mm. that's appealed to the like the WA Supreme yeah. Court, yep. and then someone says someone says it's unfair, yep. then it goes up that, to that, the that, High no. Court. Yeah. And once the High Court makes its decision, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. And yes. then it also settles disputes between the state government and the Commonwealth. That, yes, that's very important, mm. and between states. Yes. So uh, you know, um, arbitrator. It is. Mm. It is. Well, it means that again, we, it's a peaceful, we have it a peaceful is. society. I agree. You know, it's not like the states are going to go to no, battle no, against no, each other. No, no, we're not fighting. They're going to fight it out in no. the high court. Yeah. And then they, they feel now, by, by the decision. They do. Mm. Now, one of the things we've looked at is significant cases, because there are yeah. some significant cases. Yes. And many. you did refer to them, the taxation case. Yeah, very uh, But I'd like to talk to you about the um, Marbo case. Marbo, yes, yes very good. Now, can you just give a little overview, brief summary of what it is and what happened as a consequence that makes it significant? I'll do my best. Okay. I'll do my best. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Marbo, uh, Eddie, yes, has to do with, um, uh, the, the possession of, of the land around Torres, oh. on the Torres Strait Islands, I believe. Yeah, um, that's correct. Yeah, I think that's correct. It's Queensland anyway. Um, and, uh, they've been 
fighting um, for land rights yes. for a long time yes. uh, to recognize um, you know that the indigenous people of that area had been in possession of that land for oh. you know 60,000 years. years yes. Exactly. And what happened when um, colonization came is there was something of a bit of a legal fiction uh, was brought in and the, the, the fiction legal fiction is called terra nullius. Yes. So the idea that nobody yeah, that no one possessed no one was in possession of the land and so therefore it was basically up for the taking. Mm. Now what Marbo eventually appealed all the way up to the High Court and the High Court made a ruling. Now this I don't know if you talk about common law. Yes we have. Have you? Okay. Yes. So this is what we call a common law yeah. decision, not a constitutional decision. There's nothing in the constitutional no. about this. No. But basically, the High Court made a common law decision and said there is there is such a thing as native title. That mm. is, the uh, you know the indigenous owners, the indigenous uh, people who who have had a, a connection yes, to the land, land yep. and can prove that they had a connection to the land. And as long as the government has not made or what what's called the crown, basically the government has made no effort to just extinguish that native title, right? Then uh, you know, then the native title exists, and, mm -hmm. and the indigenous people, um, you know, can claim rights. Can claim rights and get control of the land. Um, that's obviously very significant uh, because it, it, it removed this legal fiction that had been around mm -hmm. basically for, since the 1850s yes. or thereabouts. Um, and so, uh, as a consequence, uh, the Commonwealth um, passed the Native Title Act, and yes. this is why it's significant. Because Which is now statute law. It is. So we, we basically have confirmed common common law into statute yes. law. And, and this is important. I mean, this if you ever go and study year 11, you talk about sort of the relationship between mm. these. But basically, it confirms this, this, this decision. It also sets out the way to make claims. And right. of course, so since then, since the early uh, 1990s, yes. so for the last 30 years, uh, it has enabled different indigenous groups to then make to claims make for the land and and prove their their connection yeah. and and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So very very important, very very significant. Yes. Um. And and we are now seeing, um, you know, further claims around where, um, uh, you know, where where changes have been made to uh, uh, indigenous land, uh, claims for sort of compensation. So, right. um, I think it was the Northern Territory. Where, for instance, a road was sort of built through mm. tribal land, they're basically yeah. able to get um, compensation. compensation for that and things like that. So, very, very important, obviously, very important for, for reconciliation yes, for Australia moving yes. forward. Mm. Now, very briefly, DJ, because this will cut off in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, threats to democracy. Yes. Now, this is all about, there's a whole variety. There's a whole heap. But I wanted to ask you about mandatory sentencing. Okay. Now, why is that a threat? Right. What is it and well, why is it a threat? Let's do it quick. Okay. Mm. So, uh, Mandatory sentencing, we'll use the WA example yes. if you like. So uh, back in sort of the 1980s, 1990s, yes. as WA was facing a whole spate of burglaries yes. and we had all these repeat offenders mm. who were burglarizing People left, right and centre. And basically the judges weren't putting them in jail. And, oh. and what happened was, as you can imagine, the electorate got a little bit annoyed with that. Yes. Uh, and they uh, basically put a bit of pressure on the government yes. of WA and the government passed these mandatory sentencing yes. laws, which basically change change the way sentencing was done yes and we're forcing com compulsory compelling judges 
to basically put custodial sentences criminals in jail basically right. so one of the key areas is mandatory sentencing mm. for burglary offenses okay. so wa has the three strikes and you're in rules yep. which is i.e you commit yep. three burglaries yep. that's and Regardless that's it you go, to jail. Is, you go to jail you have to go to jail uh, the there's other ones. So the more recent one is the assaults on public officers. So you're talking about police. Mm. I think ambulance as well. Yes. Uh, if they're assaulted, you're by by a person. Doesn't matter. You're, if you found you're guilty. Automatically in prison for yes. for a year. Um, now there, there's obviously two schools of opinion here. One is that this is a threat to our mm. our liberal democracy yeah. because it's. It's remo- It's it's affecting our separation of powers. Because it's start. removing that independence of the judiciary. It is. Isn't it, it? It, it's it's removing. Yes. And there's there's issues around justice because mm. of course the punishment should fit the crime. Yes. So if you had, you know, there's been some pretty extreme examples where you know someone stole a pencil or something yes. like that. Yes. Uh, you could actually look them up and yeah, basically can, then, then had to go. It's awful, and then had to go to jail, yeah. which is just just yeah. absurd. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Um, but the hands of the judge are tied, and what can you do? So. That there's that the counter, of course, is that um, these laws were actually uh, uh, enacted by a democratically chosen yeah, government, yeah, so and, if, if, democratic. and if we were dissatisfied with that, then we would be voting for another, another party. party. Who's, but of course, no, basically, neither party is, is, is keen to mm. remove those laws because, right. of course, then the counter, of course, is that then they look soft on crime. Well, yes, you know, that they look soft on crime. Yes. So. Hmm. So it's an interesting debate. It is. It? it is. It's a debate. And so it's a, it's a nuanced thing. Like yes. all these things, it's a bit mm. nuanced. Yes. Um, Trade-off. It is. Mm. Yeah. So what do we want? I mean, as we can see in Queensland now, they've got mm-hmm. basically Huge youth, crime, youth crime, terrible issues. Yeah, terrible. Do we want that? No. Uh, you know, or do we want the ACT where they're decriminalising yes. drugs? No, we don't. Do we want you. that? No. no, thank you. No, thank you. Not in my, no. not in my state. No, no, I say No. Well, that is very good, Lock DJ. them up, I say. Well, lock them up and throw away the key. <laughs> no, um... Now, DJ, that was excellent. I hope, well, I hope it didn't go too long. No, no, no. Very good. Um, and if, the lovely you to enjoy it. If any of your students have any questions, they can come and see me. Well, that will be very I'm helpful. I'm happy to talk to anyone. Well, that, they will be happy to talk to you, DJ. Right on. Righty-ho. Good luck all. <laughs>